Welcome to Victorious Living. You know, I think about the, uh, the, uh, the experience that Paul and Silas had, that they were rejoicing in the midst of the worst circumstances of their life. The grace of God was with him. Paul knew the grace of God. The grace of God was there in the dungeon with them and God's grace would be the, the one or the thing that would deliver them out of the hand of the adversary. So what did they do? Some translations or some commentaries read that what, when the morning would come that they were gonna be killed, they were gonna, they were gonna martyr, they'd be martyred. But guess what? Paul wasn't concerned about that. For he said to, to, to live as Christ and to depart from this life is to be with God. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us the work of saving grace. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now, here's Pastor Cowan as he shares the work of saving grace. Talking about his grace. Amen. But God is able to make all grace, all of grace, the whole of grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Notice where that comes from, the ability to do that comes from the grace of God. So we grow in grace as we grow in faith. And it is important that we grow in faith every day. It's just like this, you grow hungry every day, I guess, most every day, I would think. You grow hungry at some point in time, you know. So you're growing hungry for food. Get that hungry for the word of God. Get that word every day. Get hungry for the word, word of God, you know. And when you sit down in the natural and eat at the table, fill yourself up until your hunger is satisfied. Do that with God. Stay in the presence of God, whether you are at work or whether you're driving your car or whether you're at home or whether you're in church. Stay connected to the grace of God. Why? Because we grow in grace as our faith grows and you can't grow in one without growing in the other. So we have to set our sail. We have to set our heart. We have to set our mind. We have to set our decisions that we are going to grow in the grace of God. Everybody say it with me. I am growing in grace as I grow in faith. And God is sufficient in power to make all facets of his grace abound in my life. Can you shout about that this morning? If you're going to run, run, run about that, God is able to, to make my life abound with everything that he has purchased for me in Christ at the cross, in his crucifixion, in his resurrection, God has made me able. He's given me his grace that makes me able. He's given me his faith that also helps and joins together with the grace that I can overcome, I can win in every situation and every circumstance. But you know what Satan wants to do? He wants you to get to talking the other way. 
He wants, he wants me, you, us. He wants uh, to get God's people talking the other way. How bad it is, how dark it is, how depressing it is, and all of those dark, dark sayings. You know, the Bible talks about dark sayings. Well, he, God doesn't want us to be, to be involved in those things. So God is sufficient in power to make all facets of his grace abound in our life. It is according to the word of grace and one's faith that grace abounds in life. Here's what happens. We believe in the grace of God. Then if, we, if we're not really on top of things, we'll look to man for help. God's got it all. God's got it all. So if I only know, know about the facet of God's grace, I, that I am redeemed or born again, I, I am saved by grace through faith. If that's all I know, then when other things come around my life, I may not have faith that God is able to take care of that as well. God can do everything that I'll ever need in life. He will do everything that will help me win in life. There's nothing that will come my way, but what God's not there with me. It's like the four, uh, the three Hebrew children. You remember that story, how the king had them cast into the furnace that was seven times hotter than a natural fire. But guess what? When he looked down in there, he didn't see three, he saw four. He saw, and he said, that's fourth one. It looks like the son of God. When the devil looks at me, he ought to say, it just looks like there's more than one of them down there. It looks like there's more than one. I see the son of God and that's where he's at. He's not only in me, but he's with me. He walks with me. He lives with me. He dwells with me. He goes to bed with me. He sleeps with me. Well, I don't know if he sleeps or not, but he's always there. Hallelujah. And nothing will happen to me in the nighttime. Praise God. You know, a lot of times people, I've heard people say, well, I woke up uh, in the night with a terrible thought. Well, you ought to thank God for the grace of God that chases that terrible thought right off of your bed, right out of your bedroom, right off of your porch, right off of your sidewalk. You ought to praise God in the middle of the night when Satan tries to get a hold of our thinking and he tries to sway us this way, tries to sway us that way. I tell you, what do we do? We'll rely on the faith and the grace of God that's inside us. Hallelujah. And the fourth man or the son of God that is with us. Amen. Until Satan shuts up. Yeah and takes those thoughts away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't build a campfire by your problems. Don't do that. Don't, don't build a, and just get up next to your problem and warm your hands and st start talking about how bad it is uh, and how awful it is. Uh, amen. You know what? If I keep that up, that's just exactly what it's going to be. But if I turn to the Son of God, to, uh, to the uh, Word of God, if I'll turn there, guess what? He'll put that fire that the Satan's trying to influence my mind with, he'll put it out. Amen. He's a great uh, fire engine. Amen. With a lot of water of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That he'll spray all over and pour all over the problems that may come to us in life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
All right, well, let's go just a little bit further here. Let's look at Romans chapter five, verses one and two. Everybody say, while you're looking, uh, thank God for the grace of God. Thank God for the faith of God. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for his power. Thank God for his might. Thank God you got everything I need. I tell you, God, give me exceedingly, abundantly above all that I can ask or think that God wants to shower us with all of the wonderful things that's in his grace, that's in the redemptive work. God wants me to have it. Say it that way. God wants me to have it. And because he wants me to have it, I'm going to receive it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to shout it. I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to live, amen, in the wonderful blessings of God. Glory to God. The word tells us how to activate this grace, that it is always available to those who have been sanctified or separated unto God, and we call it being saved. It is received by the Christian through confession and repentance of any sin we may have committed from before Christ and then after we have come to know him. The sinner does not confess sin to be born again. That's not how they get born again. They confess Jesus Christ as Lord to be born again. But after we're born again, if there is a sin that is in our life, then we confess that to Jesus who is our Lord, our Savior, our high priest, our mercy seat, our intercessor. He is all of that to us. And when we call on that, God will cleanse us. Amen. 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 Through and by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, let me read. I did, if I did, I, 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 Romans chapter five, verses one and two. Therefore being justified, declared righteous, that is, or declared to be in right standing, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice. Let me stop that just for a moment. Amen. What, what does he say? Let me read it again. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. You know, I think about the, uh, the, uh, the experience that Paul and Silas had, that they were rejoicing in the midst of the worst circumstances of their life. The grace of God was with him. Paul knew the grace of God. The grace of God was there in the dungeon with them and God's grace would be the, the one or the thing that would deliver them out of the hand of the adversary. So what did they do? Some translations or some commentaries read that what, when the morning would come that they were gonna be killed. They were gonna, they were gonna martyr, they'd be martyrs. But guess what? Paul wasn't concerned about that for he said to, to, to live as Christ and to depart from this life is to be with God. So Paul was not con, uh, wasn't concerned by that, uh, uh, by that. 
he knew the grace of God was there in the dungeon to, to work with him and to help him. Amen. So just know this as I conclude this morning that it doesn't matter what life has brought your way. It doesn't matter what situations and circumstances that may have come your way. That's not the way we wanted it to be. There is a grace to help you in the middle of the storm. Uh, there's a song we sing in the middle of the so storm. What does it say? I'm going to shout or do something in the middle of the storm. <laughs> but I, I just would encourage you to shout and rejoice in the middle of the storm. And if you're going through a storm, that's what you do this morning. Amen. Do like Paul and Silas did in the middle of a stormy night in their life. What did they do? They praised God. They sang hymns and gave glory to God. And guess what? The stocks begin to fall off. Those things that had them bound up begin to fall off. Amen. And guess what? Everything, the old jailhouse began to rock. You know, you've, you've heard me say this. You know, Elvis Presley did not come up with the jailhouse rock. God came up with the jailhouse rock and he'll rock your jail. He'll rock whatever Satan's tried to bind you with. He'll rock every negative situation and circumstance that life can prepare can bring to you. He'll rock your jailhouse. He'll rock your bondage. He'll rock whatever Satan has tried to incarcerate you with. He'll rock that and it'll free, he'll free you and he'll raise you up and you will win over every situation and circumstance in your life. Hallelujah. Can you say amen to that today? It's our hope that today's message, The Work of Saving Grace, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, please request 47. Today's special offer number is 47. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.